0: hello everyone and welcome to the dear future hubby podcast i am your host teresa reese and normally what we do i will read i would read a poem from my book of poetry however i'm not going to do that tonight i'm going to go all the way back to october the 3rd of 2009 i found my journal y'all At least one of them. I've written for years. And when I say years, I do mean years. (laughs) And so I'm going to read this poem. Um, There will not be any names. If there are any names in it, I am going to make sure that I do not say the name. However, I wanted to go ahead and read this for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons being this Let you tap into some of the things that I've experienced. Um, I've always been a writer. I've written since I was very young. And so expressing my feelings when there were times that I could not articulate clearly, then I would get a pen and a piece of paper and I would let my writing do it for me. So this literally is... (laughs) The debut of my poem called Okay, but not okay Here we go Y'all have mercy on me Because I'm sensitive about my ish (laughs) So here we go I thought I made it quite clear When I said not to just come into our lives And then just disappear I believed that we were doing just fine Then you made the comment to me that you were all mine. The sound of that made me tingly inside. Everything you said and did was just right. Quickly and unaware, my guards came tumbling down. It was quite easy to submit to you whenever you came around. And you came around quite frequently speaking of our future together and your life with me. I found myself falling head over heels, not to mention the fact that you had great sex appeal. There were times I'd find myself gazing at you. I even remember saying, I miss you. Your response being, I miss you too. Because I felt you had no reason to lie whenever asked I believed your alibis then one day you just up and disappeared I didn't see it coming I was unaware that you were the slightest bit uninterested I wasn't expecting to have my faith tested you see It had been a while since I'd let someone in. Partly because I feared getting my heart broken again. Yet against my better judgment on you, I took that chance. Not knowing your true intentions or that this wouldn't last. Now I sit here torn and confused. The conversations and the time we spent was a plot for you to use me. You didn't even seem to be that type, which is why in my heart I felt you were Mr. Right. Of course, once again, I managed to deceive myself. My heart torn to pieces. I placed the remnants back on the shelf, not knowing when, if ever, I'll try this left thing again, especially since the void you left behind is still wide open. How do I get closure when a victim of the disappearing act? How can I heal quickly? How can I combat that? You left like we hadn't even shared space in time. You kissed and hugged me as you said goodbye. How was I to know it would truly be farewell? Were you just one of those guys who loved to kiss and tell? There are so many questions constantly running through my head. Were you a figment of my imagination? Will I ever hear from you? or even see you again. You had me believing that you were my man. To this day, even your worst actions, I've tried to defend. Then I had to come to my senses. If you were as real as you seem to be, you would need defending you would still be here, right by my side. When I knocked on your door, you would have answered in kind. But kind-hearted is what you proved not to be. And if ever there was a joke, I guess this time the joke was on me. I'll never truly understand what I did wrong, I won't continue this pity party or playing this sad song. The truth is that it is your loss, not mine. The qualities I possess far exceed the value of a dime. Maybe in time you'll realize that you've lost. I realize what giving my heart to you truly cost. It was a price I must have been willing to pay. What a bad investment. But I'll keep a true reward someday. I'll reap a true reward someday. It's all good. I'll just chalk it to the game. You win some, you lose some. I'm okay, but not okay. So that was a little excerpt. It wasn't little child. It was a long excerpt of one of my poems. And when I read it, I literally could see myself going back to that moment when I wrote it. And when I wrote it, of course, as you can see, it was filled with emotion. It was filled with hurt. It was filled with devastation. It was filled with insecurities and it was filled with disappointment. Because anytime I believe in my personal experience when it comes to relationships that you are giving your all and the person that you're dealing with has you believing that your feelings are being reciprocated only for you to discover that it was a game. It was all a game. It was nothing sincere about his words. It was nothing sincere about his intentions. It was literally a game to him. And so as I read that, mind you, I wrote this October the 3rd of 2009. And so that is over a decade ago. However, when I'm looking at this, and when I'm looking at it from a wiser perspective, what I'm starting to realize is that this is one of the reasons why we shouldn't really treat a man like he's our husband when he has not earned the right to be that and it happens to the best of us I don't really feel like anyone is exempt from heartache heartbreak heart pain I don't really think that anyone is exempt from that but at the same token when it happens how do we bounce back from that do we do it quickly do we do it gradually Do we do it at all? Because it's a lot of people that get their heart broken. They get hurt. They become devastated. And they do not know how to bounce back from that. And so I wanted to talk about something that um, was really truly. I was thinking about it earlier today. And so I kind of wanted to like delve into that and talk about it. And um, there's a saying. It's called. Well, I hear, I've seen it in memes, and I've heard it, and it's, girl, fix your crown. Now, I must say, when I first heard this, I have to admit, I didn't quite get it for various reasons. However, over time, I've noticed how more sayings have surfaced about us queens wearing our crowns. And so I decided to dig a little deeper And attempt to gain an even clearer understanding of why it is so important for my fellow queens and my fellow kings to fix our crowns. Now, for those of you who go real deep, I'm going to let you know right now, I didn't go too deep (laughs) with this. So for all of you woke persons, all of you woke people, please bear with me in love. So first, I looked into what a crown truly symbolizes and what it symbolizes is authority. Crowns represent the highest part of something. Champions are crowned. Monarchs are crowned. Then I researched what a monarch is. Because I just feel like anytime that you're trying to find out the depths of what something means that... Getting the definition of it and really delving deep into, the, into it, it will help you to understand. So, when I research monarchs, they're considered sovereign. A monarch is a head of state, an emperor, a king, a queen. Bear with me now, I'm going somewhere with this. So, could it be... That one of the reasons why the statement, girl, fix your crown, didn't resonate with me initially when I heard it was because for some reason I didn't consider myself crown wearing worthy. Is this how you feel? Do you sometimes feel like you aren't crown worthy? Crown wearing worthy? That you're not worthy of wearing a crown? Your own crown? And the reason why I ask that question is because if you ever pay attention to, let's say, like the kings and the queens and, you know, when you you watch how they carry themselves, you watch how they position themselves. Everything about a king and a queen and an emperor, a monarch is something sovereign to that. There's a certain ambiance that they, there's a certain presence and ambiance that they have about themselves. A certain air. Or could it be that I was waiting for someone, anyone, to crown me? To validate me? To accept me? To relate to me? To welcome me? To love me? Anybody? However, isn't a crown also a symbol of royalty? Hmm. Food for thought. Does everybody deserve to be crowned? Does everybody walk in royalty? Does your crown fit you? Just something to think about. But last I checked. We are connected to royalty by way of our Alba Father. So if you believe that there is a God. Our God is sovereign. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. With that being said, if you answered yes, then why do we often view ourselves, whether consciously or unconsciously, as any thing or anyone less than royal why do we do that now i also looked up when a person places a crown on someone's head what that is called and it is called a ceremony (laughs) it is a ceremony a coronation it is a ceremony Where you are crowning the other person. That person of sovereignty. Y'all who else is referred to as sovereign? Again. Our God is referred to as sovereign. Are we not made in the very image of God? For those who believe. Are we not made in the very image of God? So wouldn't that mean that he has crowned you? You're already crowned with sovereignty. You're already crowned with excellence. You're already crowned with royalty. You're already crowned with greatness. All of that is within you, it's found within. It's found within. So, girl, fix your crown. Don't walk in defeat, walk in victory. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. Boy, fix your crown. You are above only and not beneath. You are a mighty man of valor. Fix your crown. Walk in your royalty. Because according to your creator, Royalty is your birthright. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Fix your crown. So this is going to end my episode, the por- this portion of my episode. And y'all know, anytime that I am doing my podcast, it is raw, which is real and wise. And one of my favorite parts of the podcast is when I read a letter to my future hubby. So I'm going to read a letter to my future hubby. And here we go. It is dated May the 11th of 2021. And it says, Dear future hubby, I took a stroll down memory lane today. This happens quite often, you know. However, As I took this stroll, I thought about as a child what some of my favorite things were. I loved writing poetry. I spent so much time writing fiction stories, too. The imagination of a child is so amazing when used in a healthy way. Writing was definitely one of my favorite pastimes. I still love writing (laughs) to this very day. It relaxes me. I also remember my, from my childhood, my Raggedy Ann lunchbox with the matching cup. My mom used to buy my brothers and I theme lunchboxes and mine was Raggedy Ann. Do you remember them? Raggedy Ann and Andy (laughs) with the red hair, the real bright red hair made of yarn, I do believe. And of course, I remember some of my favorite shows. One was a cartoon called Fat Albert. The other was a TV show called Good Times. Oh, how I used to sit right in front of that television watching (laughs) Florida Evans and James Evans, Thelma and JJ and Michael. And I also remember Janet Jackson playing the character Penny. Oh, how I resonated with Penny on so many levels growing up. And guess what? As life would have it, my mom and I had the honor and the privilege of watching Janet Jackson perform live a few years ago. Not only that, a few years before that, actually, I think it's the opposite, a few years after that. No, 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 it was before. I'm sorry, y'all have a tumor in my brain. I have to, time is weird for me. So it was a few years before that, I had the honor and the privilege of meeting Miss Bernadette Stannis, also known as the character Thelma on Good Times in Atlanta, Georgia. She kept telling me how she liked my eyeshadow <laughs> as she took a photo with me and autographed my own personal copy of her book entitled Situations One-on-One, Relationships, the Good, the Bad, and of course, she didn't say that part, but it says, and the ugly. She is still so very beautiful to this day. Isn't it amazing how two beautiful actresses whom I admired in my young adult, well, actually in my young years, and in my young adult life, who I grew up watching literally as a child, that it would come back to me full circle, and I was able to see them not only grow up to be phenomenal women, but I was also graced to meet one of those beautiful women in person and have small talk with her about my eyeshadow. <laughs> and then a few years later, watch the other person perform live and in living color. Wow. I never truly process the magnitude of these awesome experiences until this very moment. I am in awe of God. I didn't pray for those moments to come around full circle, but they did. Now, how dope is that? What were your favorite television shows growing up? Did you have a memory of something way back when that has left a lasting impression upon you to this very day? Did you have a favorite lunchbox experience like I did? (laughs) One thing is for certain, whether you realize it or you don't, what is for you is truly for you. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode, but please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you signing out your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.